Assalamualaikum guys, welcome to another episode of the Avon Chronicles podcast. It's me, Akron, and I'm here with two guests with us on this episode who were with us in our Black and STEM episode. Um, Aisha and Yasmin, do you guys want to introduce yourselves individually? So, Assalamualaikum guys, it is Aisha. And I'm Yasmin. I think that's it. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. (laughs) That is it. It's okay. For this episode, uh, it should be dropping during Ramadan, so our, and we are fasting, so our focus is kind of Ramadani. Well, it is like halfway through Ramadan now, so we kind of wanted to talk about what our goals were coming into Ramadan, how much of it we've accomplished, and how we plan on going forward. So Yasmin, you want to start it off? For sure. Sorry if I seem low energy. I will muster the strength to (laughs) speak with enthusiasm (laughs) because I am enthusiastic about this month. In terms of goals this year, I think I didn't set super intense goals that I set the previous years just because I want something tangible that I can hopefully focus on. So in terms of my goals that are more general, of course, praying on time, which is a goal I have throughout the year, but trying my best to pray in Jama'ah, so like praying with my family when I'm at home. One other goal I have is just to look into stories of the prophets, so trying to get through that, through like lectures and books that I have at home, just so that I feel more connected to the prophets and messengers um, in a way that I haven't felt connected to this past year, maybe because of memory loss and just general not upkeep of that knowledge. Because even though you might know something, I feel like if you don't refresh your memory, it will be filled up with other things, which yeah. I've experienced a lot. And I think one other goal has just been looking into the meaning of the Quran that I recite in prayer every day. So if I'm going to the mosque, making sure to listen to the translation while I'm in the car, read through it. So just making sure to set tangible goals that I can work with day to day instead of more abstract ones. So like, where are you now with your goals? Are you on the right path? Because I know it's so easy to kind of fall off your goals, but then I guess it's just as important to kind of reassess your goals, start again almost. Are you on it? Are you slowing down? Are you like... Yeah, I think they're going pretty well. I think I set the bar pretty low for myself (laughs) so that I wouldn't have extreme accountability in terms of like failing. Like I have the past like few years where I set some goals where I want to finish the whole Quran and then last year I didn't finish it and I was really upset. Um, So I think setting goals that are more about quality of what I do rather than quantity. Um, In terms of the goals I have, I think most of them are going pretty well. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think they're going pretty well. Um, I do think I'm losing momentum though in terms of like my energy levels as you can hear. But yeah, just making sure that I have the energy to like go to prayer every day, like Mm -hmm. not making excuses if I'm studying or Mm -hmm. something saying that I should stay back or just like overall laziness. Okay, what about you, Aisha? Similar themes around like, you know, making small goals during Ramadan. So I think this year I was really, really excited for Ramadan and I actually was anticipating Ramadan to come around, which is, I know, I know everyone's like, well, everyone kind of gets excited for Ramadan, but like this year specifically, I think I was more conscious about Ramadan coming closer and preparing myself for Ramadan. So in past years, as Yasmin said as well, I used to have really big goals. So I was like, okay, I got to read. If I want to finish the Quran, every, every um, Salah, I have to read like four pages of the Quran. So obviously like these things never, never got completed. Um, but I think instead of like, like having checklists and being like, Hey, these are the goals that I'm going to get through. Um, I have more so like bigger themes. So I think themes of just being a lot more grateful and seeing the nirahs that are like in my life currently and really like making dua, making active dua about 
being thankful for those things. I think that's really important. And it's such a small thing, but doing it um, very regularly, kinda, I think really like, I, I think it really has something to do with just your mood and um, the state of your Iman and, and whatnot. Um, and obviously I have like other, other goals, obviously like um, making sure that I'm making my Salah a priority. So what I mean by that is like not living my life and scheduling Salah when I have time or when things are convenient for me, but really scheduling my life around Salah. So I think that's been a different thing that I've been trying to incorporate because I think we have to be in the habit of being more conscious about how we spend our time, especially our free time. And sometimes we think we have like no free time at all. Like you think I'm so busy, I, I don't have time for worship, but a lot of ibadah is about making that time to to go and worship Allah. I think my goal for not only Ramadan but for the whole year that I have that I'm trying to commit to is really and truly understanding the Quran and and trying to go back to doing hift of the Quran because I think a lot of the times I used to fill up my time with just unnecessary things and the Quran was like the last thing that I would turn to but the Quran you know as we know it's it's a cure it's a guidance it's literally the kalam of Allah so I was like, why am I putting this on the back burner and putting everything else in my life in the forefront? It's like, I'll read Quran when I have time to. When is that time? So for me, I think a lot of it is about like being conscious of the free time that I have and using it wisely um, moving forward. And just doing little things like dhikr, even if you feel like you're busy. Sorry if I'm rambling, but no, 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 um, dhikr is very easy. It's very, very light on the tongue and heavy on the scales, as we know. So it's something you can do even when you're at work, even when you feel like you have no time to do anything like I like to think, or the shaydan makes me think. <laughs> um, so yeah, so just doing little things like that and, and really trying to be more conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all day, all the time. Uh, for me, I guess, I did want to finish the Qur'an. Usually, I like to finish it more than once, but like last year, I kind of flopped hard. So this year, I kind of like went back to my original at least one time. I don't think I'm on track at the moment. I think I fell behind. I'm just going to like read more so I do finish it the one time at least. So I'm still like optimistic about being able to finish one time. What else? Praying two rak'ahs of qiyam and then two sunnah fajr and then fajr and then reading mulk before going to sleep. I want to be able to do those things outside of Ramadan. So I'm trying to be consistent in that. Other than that, like I just tried listening to lectures on my commute, like, you know, listening to stories of the Sahaba and stuff like that. But so far, like, I'm on that goal. I feel like one of the hard things about Ramadan goals is that, like, when you set, like, a goal, let's say finishing the Qur'an, and then you, like, set, like, each day you have to read 20 pages, and then you fall short of that, and then you're like, okay, well, now I'm never going to catch up because I'm 60 pages behind. I think it's important, like, even if I don't finish the Qur'an, at least, like, I was reading Qur'an every day, you know what I, you know what I mean? So, like... At least in my case, I do hope to finish. But even if I don't, like, I won't be super disappointed because I didn't, like, give up halfway because after five days, I was behind on my goal. And, like, the rest of Ramadan, I just stopped reading, you know? So, inshallah, like, mm -hmm. I, I hope to, like, you know, not be disappointed in whatever goals. And I feel like we all set goals that are, like, tangible and, like, we won't be disappointed and that we can, like, do a little bit of it each day. So... Hopefully, you know, we finish Ramadan and we kind of adapt good habits. I also had another note, though, because I noticed a lot of our goals were not um, quantifiable, not to be super technical. Mm -hmm. Do you think, like, based on you guys' experience, that makes it easier for you guys not to accomplish them because you can then do the bare minimum? Like, do you understand where I'm coming mm -hmm. from? So, like, say you don't have a goal of how much or 
how long you want to read or things like that, you can kind of, it doesn't push you to do as much as you can. Like there isn't the structure that you. Yeah. Which is what I felt this year. Cause usually I set goals that are like, do this much of this. And mm -hmm. even if I fall short, I feel like I'm yearning to reach the most. Yeah. So I, I felt that way. I don't know if you guys felt that way. I mean, for me personally, it's like a every night, do every day, like day by day kind of thing. And if I miss it, then I just do it the next day. So it's kind of like I'm still accountable in some way because I have to do it the next day. For me as well, it's like before I did have like specific pages of Quran that I wanted to read um, in a day. And I was like trying to make calculations like, okay, if I read this much of the Quran, this is half of the Quran. If I read this much of the Quran in a day, that's the full Quran. And once again, as I said, like it was just making me really nervous and like not accomplishing those goals. I was just kind of always thinking about the goal instead of like what it is that I was doing. Um, versus even like trying to really understand that Quran that I'm reading instead of being like, okay, I reached the 20 pages. Like, did I understand the 20 pages? What did I gain from the 20 pages? Is there any lesson that I learned from this? You know what I mean? I think you can do quantifiable goals for some things. And maybe it's nice to have a mixture, like do some goals that are quantifiable. Like I'm going to do uh, this many pages of this, or I'm going to do this much dikit, or I'm going to pray this much of my sunans versus like having all quantifiable goals or all unstructured goals. So maybe the balance is to have a mixture of those two things. Mm -hmm. um, so you can kind of um, see how you've like done in terms of like quantity, like you can kind of gauge. And also like the, the other bigger goals could just be like, they could be there as well, but they don't have to be quantifiable okay so i just wanted to add like even the 20 pages of the quran even if you don't understand it like for every letter that you read you get like Ajar, yeah. yeah 10 rewards so i think even if you don't understand it it's fine but um i understand like we have a mixture of like quantifiable and non-quantifiable whatever goals i think it's important that we do have like quantifiable goals where we hold ourselves accountable because i feel like it's we're kind of enabling ourselves because we're like oh if i set like this goal for myself and I'm not able to accomplish it, then I'm going to be weak and I'm going to like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about myself personally. Like that's how it was last year, right? So like, it was like, I want to do this goal. And then like by halfway, like I haven't reached it. Oh, oh my God, woe to me, blah, blah, blah. And then next year, like now I don't want to have a goal because I won't be disappointed if I don't reach it. I just feel like we have to aim high and hold ourselves accountable to like our own nafs. You know, we can't enable ourselves. Like, so I think like for all of us, we should also like kind of be hard on ourselves, like on our nafs and just be like, yeah, you have to do this regardless. If you fall short, it's okay. Keep going. It's not it's not an easy thing to do, but I think it's like something we sh everyone can work on. And I think like what Yasmin said was right. Like you can't, like for some people, it's, it's easier for you to hold yourself accountable when you have made quantifiable goals. Mm -hmm. How do you hold yourself account accountable with like really big, like unstructured goals? Abstract. Like, like bigger like things like, oh, I want to be more of this or I just want to be like more of that. Like how, how do you hold yourself accountable? So... Also, I think we need to like be cognizant of the fact that when you make Ramadan goals, these are goals and things that you like, obviously there's a lot of reward. All the rewards are, 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 are multiplied in the month of Ramadan. So when you do things, everything is just multiplied that you're doing. So yes, like these, these goals that you might have, like doing this much of the Quran or reading this, Allah just multiplies all those goals. So yes, you should have those goals, but also thinking of things that you can keep as, as a concept, things that you can keep 
into the rest of the year and being like, okay, these are the things that I actually want to continue doing for the rest of the year. So yeah, and also I think a lot like we are rewarded based on our intentions. So I think even mm-hmm. if you intend grand things that are difficult for yourself it's better to get the reward for what you hope to achieve than set low expectations and then not get the reward of the intention nor the action, right? So that's what I was thinking like this year because I didn't set as big goals. I was like, okay, last year I intended to do these things. Even though I didn't accomplish them, Allah knew that my intention was to complete them and Mm -hmm. try my best. So inshallah, you know, hopefully I was rewarded for that. Whereas this year when you kind of set goals that, are smaller you kind you Allah's reward is infinite right even though our actions are very finite and limited so I think we have to think bigger of Allah and know that he rewards us for our intention I think you forget that like I totally forgot that you know what I mean yeah yeah and I think also even if we don't set goals that are I'm gonna do this much of this and if it's a more abstract goal like I want to understand the Quran more um setting goals that you can pinpoint so like I want to understand one lesson from the Quran that I read this day. So even if your goal is not a certain number of pages, you set a goal that's, okay, one lesson. What is that lesson going to be? Even if it's from one ayah, you know, you can look up one ayah and find so much like tafsir and meaning behind Mm -hmm. it where you don't have to read five pages if you don't have the capacity to do so. So I think I didn't mean like quantifying just in terms of I'm going to pray for this long, but just so that you can, like, you know, kind of check it off. Mm-hmm. I'm a list gal, so, like, checking things off at the end of the day, yeah. like, mentally. Um, so I think those are two points that I also wanted to bring up. Oh, that was amazing. I feel like I should have thought of that. Intention is big in our theme. So this is a completely different question, but do you guys feel like Ramalan is different for you guys as adults than it was for you guys when you were younger? I think when I was younger, you obviously do it because it's like, okay, it's one of the five pillars of Islam, it's fada, obviously, you have to fast. Um, and that's when you got to of age and you can actually fast. To like when you're older, where you're actually longing for Ramadan to come around, where you're you're thinking, okay, this is where um, I can get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. And you're really, really anticipating the reward that you're going to have for for doing Ramadan in the, in the hereafter. So it became more of like an act that I, I have to do versus like, like I'm longing for it. Like I need Ramadan. <laughs> I think of it like that. Like I actually need Ramadan. But it's a time you, of like... When did you start feeling that? Because I feel like... I like now no, it's, it. it happened so slowly that I didn't even realize. I, I know this Ramadan, I was like, oh my God, like I need Ramadan to come. Like may Allah allow me to see Ramadan. Like there's mm-hmm. so much that... And I know we shouldn't be waiting for Ramadan as a time to be like, okay, I'm going to, yeah. uh, like, I'm going but it's to also like, you uprove know, my life like... and, and put my life upside down. But it's just like, it's it's an, it's a nice time. It's like time you get to spend with your family, mm-hmm. going to Taraweer, and just that whole, like, the environment and, like, the closeness that you feel to Allah subhanahu mm-hmm. wa ta'ala. That's just what it is. It's like, I, I can't think back I and think be like, one it was year, that one Ramadan. It's gradual. Yeah, it's yeah. really gradual. And I think as I started to learn more about the deen, like I, like this year, we, like I took this class on the fiqh of Ramadan. Like, why is it that we fast, you know? Like really just going back to the basics and understanding what it is that we fast for, why we fast, and like how that affects you as a person. Having that knowledge behind what you're doing as well, just makes it even more enjoyable because you know what you're getting out of it you know the reward that Allah is like presenting in this month so it's just like I don't know 
Yeah, you absolutely don't know the reward. Like it's you don't so, know. It's so like you don't know. Yeah, you're anticipating the reward and you and don't know what it is. It, that is what, so big. It's so big. But know. I mean, like even just like you know that all, all the ibadah that you do is multiplied in this yeah. month, and you're like, wow, okay. Like even if I'm doing these acts of worship, I yeah. know during the month of Ramadan, if I'm doing more of them, then they're, they're all being multiplied. It's incredible how much edit we get and like that we do anticipate it. So, do you guys have any Ramadan resources? Any Ramadan tips and tricks that you guys would give people if anyone asked you on how they can enhance their Ramadan experience so is there anything special that you guys do during the month um I've been listening to some lectures online so if you go on Kalam Allah's website and just search a topic or a specific person um you can find really great series of lectures about like the prophets about the hereafter about like a wide range of topics and I make sure to have that already on my laptop or on my phone because I feel like when there's a moment of emptiness sometimes you're determined to fill it up with something um like say you're on the bus and it's super loud you kind of want to put something and for it to be beneficial it's good to have something like easily accessible so making sure to have those things whether they're lectures podcasts um even a good book um that you can benefit from how about you guys i know that's a pretty standard thing yeah yeah yes me and you put me on the the lectures that you're talking about so I, it's amazing and also they also have the hereafter series which is amazing but i'm also um so i actually started reading and i and i kind of downloaded this i think months in advance i was like okay i'm going to read this uh the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam sirah and i the seal of the nectar so i'm reading that now and i understanding the life of the prophet and his attributes and his character uh really puts a lot of the deen into perspective it really does so i think i've been benefiting in terms of my reading that's what i've been doing and i do a lot of like lab work and you can kind of listen to whatever you want in the lab so it's either i'm listening to quran or yeah like i'm all put on like a lecture it's pretty much it same i feel like i just to echo like i do the same thing i think like at night like i'll like to like play a sheikh or something go to sleep listening to like quran or what i always usually have with me like a on my phone like a pdf of the quran um and then i just kind of like that's how i kind of keep track of like what i've read um i used to have a really cool app for it i don't have it anymore i don't remember what it was called but like now i just have like a pdf like on epub or whatever and i just like keep track of like what page i'm on on the notes cuz i like re- like reading like ra- from random places and there were like a couple of things that like we came across like Aisha sent me like a a book that like a pdf file that had like a bunch of uh dhikrs and their def- their meanings there was another one that someone sent me that was like a pdf of like duas and their meanings so we can put all of that in like the description if anyone wants to like access it like i think it's so important that we know what we're saying like we know all these duas but sometimes we don't know like what it means so like and what their rewards are too yeah so like this one is so great you know a lot of us probably see it but we don't know like how great it is so like i feel like we'll appreciate it more when we know what we're saying and so like we'll just put that in like kind of the description or whatever information box and then like you know whoever wants to check it out can check it out uh they're like super cool resources that i think are beneficial to everyone um what's your favorite what's your guys favorite website for the quran i have one where it's like when it's reading like every word pops up and it's translation It's amazing. I think it's Quran. 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 Yeah, that is the, the that is the bomb. That mm. entire 
platform. Yeah. Muslim Pro is really good. I feel like everyone might already have that. Like, it tells you Salah times, and it has Quran in there. It has, like, the 99 names of Allah. Yeah. Yo, um, do you remember Ramadan goal? Wow. That to expose us. Right yeah, now. like, it wasn't a Ramadan goal, sis. It was, like, in the middle of the year. It was in the middle of the year. It wasn't Ramadan? No, it wasn't. But we wanted to memorize it before Ramadan came in. Oh, I see. So, like, yeah, me and Aisha and, like, a few other girls were in a group chat where we wanted to... I think we should get back to that. We should get back to that. (laughs) We should revive that. (laughs) Well, I think I still have the group chat. I have a new phone, so I don't even know where it went, but Uh, it was... But, yeah. But, like, yeah, and then, like, uh, I... Like, Aisha and I, and I, I think all of us, like, we always have, like, those portable little prayer mats, but I feel like we have that, like, all year long. They're, like, really... Nice. You bought me one last year. I told my mom to send me like a pack of that. So someone lost mine, and I was like so furious. I got, and they didn't think it was a big deal. I'm like, no, like you don't understand. No, I bought. I told my mom to send me like a whole pack with my aunt. I was like, send me a dozen, because like you know, people need that. You need a mat. You need a mat. Yeah, you're gonna be the Oprah of the giving out the mat. Yes, everyone needs it. No, it's really, it's really essential. Sister Oprah, it's really get so much better. You get so much agile. I'm ready. Quick question. Um, so, like, during Ramadan, right? So, what are your go-to, like, acts of worship? Like, what are some things that you, like, regardless of your goal or, you know, like, consciously thinking about it, what are some things that you guys, like, doing on a daily basis or, like, I don't know, something? Trying to read all that my cats, like, okay. morning, evening. night, evening, um, and also just think it, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't realize, like, how we can do it, like, at any point. Literally at any point. I just, like, always, like... So what are some of your favorite, like, what are some thickets that you say or da'as that you say? Uh, SubhanAllah and Rabbi SubhanAllah and Like, just just Mm -hmm. the regular SubhanAllah alhamdulillah. I think incorporating more, like, thicket and just remembrance a lot in your everyday vocabulary... It's like this is not just for Ramadan, but just make making sure that Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, um, Allah are Allah. in your vocabulary. Because mm-hmm. like, Wallahi, Allah has already given us the vocabulary of the things to do in order for us to gain reward. So it's not like we're thinking things and thinking of what are the right words. He's already given us the perfect words, which mm-hmm. are given to us from the Quran. So I think if we just incorporate that into our everyday lives. Um, like just alhamdulillah, you know, you're feeling happy. You woke up, had a good sleep, alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Um, and I, another thing that I've been trying to do as well is just make sure that the character that I have at home reflects like what this month is supposed to yeah. bring out from us. Mm-hmm. So for example, the other day I got into an argument with my sister. I don't think she listens to the podcast, <laughs> but I still won't air her. It wasn't really an argument, but I think um, a difference of opinion. I think that's the right way to put it. Um, and I and I think she was upset by it, but my personality is such that I do not get... If I get upset, I'll get upset for one minute. Yeah. Um, so I think in Ramadan, I was, like, I was like, oh, wait, it's Ramadan. Like, instead of letting her stew in her feelings that I felt weren't justified, <laughs> I thought, okay, you know what? Let me just, like, right away, instead of... You know, Shaitan likes to let you think, you know, if like if you have an issue with someone, let them That's cool off or anything. Yeah. He, yeah, likes it's to, a problem. he likes to make it so that the good you want to do yeah. seems so far yeah. or unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So I think just making an effort, apologizing or, you know, making sure that we're like humble and we have humility during this month in our character, especially at home with the people that we spend the most time with. I think that's one thing I've been trying to do during Ramadan. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you guys in terms of like your character and? I think for me, a big one is actually like the tongue. You know, people are always uh, focused on those overt sins. Like our tongue, it can get us in so much trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times and I'm talking about myself even really and truly right now, we don't really censor or try to be like, okay, what did I just say? How did it affect this person? Or even just like, what am I talking about sometimes? In all honesty, like what am I actually saying that is of any necessary right now? So I think being more conscious of your tongue and and um, the things that you're saying, the conversations that you're having. So I think I was trying that in Ramadan too because I'm just like a... I'll just give you a quick witted response kind of gal in my house and my sister's the exact same way. But I've just realized, you know, uh, sometimes you just have to hold your tongue. We can only hold our own tongue accountable. I really can't be controlling other people's tongues, but I know I can control mine. So I think going into Ramadan with that. And yeah, I think for me, character wise, it's about being grateful. That is a really big thing. Uh, and never losing sight of the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed me with. It could, they could be so small, but really being aware of those those nimrahs in my life. Yeah. So now that, like, you know, we've talked about most of the things that we want to talk about, what are some things that, you know, that you guys want to, like, be consistent in, like, daily, weekly, like, super consistent? Because, you know, Allah loves consistency, right? Does that, does that have to be, like, a huge gesture? It can be, like, a small deed that you do every day. But what is, like, if you could take one thing and you can be consistent in it for, like, forever? What is the one thing that, like, is part of your goals that you would try at least to kind of be consistent in? So, like, for me personally, I could start off, like, I really... Like, I really want to be consistent in praying, like, the sunnah for Fajr because it's so easy. It's, like, two rakahs before Fajr. Like, the reward, I, I, like, I don't know off the top of my it's head. It's better than everything in, in the world, world, right? Yeah, so it's so easy. But, like, you know, you wake up and you're so tired and you're just, like, you know, you just pray Fajr and you go back to sleep. So that's something that, like, out of all my goals, that's something that I want to, inshallah, like, be consistent and get used to doing for, like, the rest of my life. So, like, what are some things that you know, you guys want to kind of, that's more quantifiable, right? That's like, you know, that you can actually. That's okay. Um, I think for me, it's 100% very basic, but making sure to pray all my five prayers on time. I think for me, because I'm always, I always push off Asr because I'm like, oh, I'll get home and then I'll pray it comfortably. And I don't think that's basic. I think like, that's like, is that a universal so, thing? Like, I feel like it's so Asr important. Asr is the one. Like, Asr is the one. Asr really gets me. Yeah, so for sure, just praying those mm-hmm. on time, that's one of my goals. By the way, my energy levels are waning. So my voice, I think, is going lower and lower. It's okay. We have- Editor, feel free to adjust the audio. Is that you? Make it loud. Sound <laughs> like you have so much energy. I don't think I can edit that in. But okay. Can you do that? Can, can you, you make people sound like can more you edit online? enthusiasm? I cannot. Excitement. We can't do that. Boy. <laughs> it's like a filter on Is your that voice. AI? <laughs> Artificial intelligence. Oh my gosh. No, girl. I, I, I wish. It's, we have like 30 minutes till Afur, so I feel like, you know, hopefully people understand our situation. Yeah, yeah, so for sure. So praying on time and also looking at the meaning of the Quran that I recite. So I think those are my two goals. Um, how I'm going to try to make those actionable, tangible. I think for Salah is just having the discipline and making it a priority and not making excuses. And for the Quran that I hope to hopefully understand more of the translation, um, I think it's just making sure to have the app always downloaded on my phone my phone is always deleting apps as y'all know i probably <laughs> no. 
We <laughs> know. She goes ghost on WhatsApp every month. Um, so yeah, making sure that I just have things accessible so that I can work on them. That's great. I really want to understand the Quran more as well. And um, in terms of action-wise throughout the year, like I went back to Dixie at my big age this year. So I'm going to continue that. Dixie knows no age. Dixie knows no age. That's true. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. But yeah, Life I did. Student. I went back to For Dixie real. and I actually like started, even though I was at a certain place in the Quran, I forgot a lot of it, honestly. And I just had to just start all over again. Um, but inshallah, pushing through um, that way and, and not only just doing hif, but understanding um, tafsir uh, and, and understanding what it is that I'm reading. Uh, so another thing for me is just incorporating dhikr into my life, um, whether I'm on the bus or I'm at work. Instead of filling my time with things that I usually do, <coughs> music, <coughs> um, and just like cutting things like that out completely and replacing them um with uh you know kalam Allah or dhikr so you know I what i realized is that it's so important that we like make like we can ask Allah to make all these things that we want to do easy for us but like you know i feel like sometimes we want to like take on the ch- like literally all we have to do is like ask Allah to like make us hate what he hates and like yeah you know like, I, I yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I also i i do ask for that just like yeah. ma- just asking Allah to like really um, like having the goals, but also being like, Allah, make it easy for me mm. to do this, to to even carry this out um, and make me of those who you love. So like also just like tailoring your du'as. Should we wrap it up? That's it, right? We said I think that our lack of energy oh, yeah. is I just to tell her story. a metaphor. No, I feel like literally have to, we have no. to move through this month. Look no. how little energy we have right now. No, guys, we like, have this, next we time. To, you know, next Ramadan. Yeah, so that's the end of our Ramadan bit. But Aisha has a very interesting story for us that she wants to share. No, we'll save it for next Ramadan. Like, what? Aisha, you really said you're making Inshallah. Ramadan. She's playing the long game. She wants y'all to stay subscribed. Is it called subscribe? Yeah, yeah. Stay subscribed. Stay subscribed. Tune in. Double tap. Tune in next Play. year. I don't know what else you got to do. Refresh podcast. <laughs> that's what it tells me. Okay, I'll actually tell it very quickly. It's just... Tell her. I don't know. I guess, I mean, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but okay. So when I was younger, um, my, I don't know if everybody's Muslim family used to do this, but my mom used to get us to fast half a day on the weekends for like when you're like, you know, when you're a kid. So when I was six, I, um, I think I started full day school. So I was in grade one then. And I think Ramadan came around and I just kept pestering my mom. Hoy, I have to fast at school. Like, and my mom was like, no, you're not, you're, you're not going to be fasting. You're going to go to school. I'm going to pack you a lunch. And I just kept being really persistent about it until one day she was like, okay, you can fast until lunchtime. And then when lunch rolls around, you have to eat your lunch. So that's going to be your half day fast. And I was ecstatic. I was like, I'm going to fast at school. Are you dumb dog? Like, I'm going to roll in and tell all the kids that I'm fasting. Like, I really was like, okay. So when I, like, I left my house with the intention that I was fasting the whole day. Mom didn't even know this. I just was like, my mom thinks I'm going to do these baby fasts. Y'all are done with these baby fasts. I'm going to do a full day, full on, full day fast. So I go to school, whatever, and recess comes around, and I am doing everything you should not be doing when you're fasting as a six-year-old like I depleted my energy and then lunch rolls around whatever kids bring out their lunch and they're like Aisha you don't have your lunch you gotta go to the office because I think there was like you had to go to the office if you forgot your lunch and call your parents I was like like how dare you I don't need to call my parents I am fasting and all the kids just looked at me and they're like all right okay cool you're you're fasting whatever so I sat there you know reading the one two surahs that I knew (laughs) 
and I'm like, I'm fasting today. And I'll, in my head, I'm like, I'm really and truly, my mom is going to be so proud of me when I get home because she's going to know that I was able to fast the whole day. And then she's going to let me fast for the whole month. The delusions I had as a six-year-old. Recess rolls around, whatever. Once again, I'm doing everything under the sun, playing on the monkey bars, doing hula hooping, skipping rope. I come back in and that's when I start to feel a little bit. I'm like, okay, Aisha, you're kind of tired. So I get back to my desk, whatever. We had a really big class. Uh, and I don't think my teacher even noticed I was doing all this weird stuff, but I started just like being silent. And that was weird for me as a kid because I was a talkative kid. Like I was a motor mouth. So everyone's like, are you okay, Aisha? And I'm just like, I couldn't even communicate anymore. Like the like my brain was so foggy. In my head, I'm like, how are these dummies asking me this? Like, don't you know I'm fasting? I'm getting tired. So I thought this was normal. I'm like, yeah, I'm just getting a little tired, whatever. And in my head, I'm like, okay, you could do this though. Like you could, you could continue fasting. So we had to move at one point from like one part of the classroom to like do reading time. And I swear to you guys, I do remember when I got up, I just collapsed on the ground. <laughs> I just collapsed. And my Adam teacher comes to me. It's like an emergency situation at this point in the classroom. She's probably thinking like a six-year-old just collapsed in my classroom. Like this is like called the parent situation. And I, my teacher's trying to ask me if I'm okay. I don't know if I was, I'm pretty sure I went unconscious a little bit because I, I swear I don't remember like me being around everybody in my classroom. And I was like a dirty kid, you know, I was like one of those like really mesquite, like really like, you know, I grew up really thin. So I was just like, you know, I was a very like weak child. I don't know why I thought I could do this. Yeah. So whatever, my teacher is like, okay. And in that moment, like when, when I, like my teacher's like, okay, you sit on the bench, let's figure out what's going on, whatever the class is continuing. I, in my head, I'm like, oh my God my mom is going to kill me. I disobeyed my mom. Like, I fasted. She told me not to fast. Like, the the thing I could... I didn't even care about me, the state I was in. I was dehydrated. But I'm like, honestly, my mom's going to kill me. Like, today is the day while I... We're having me for a floor. That's it. Like, we're eating Aisha. <laughs> so I'm sitting on the bench, whatever. She's like, I'm going to go call your mom. And I, I just start crying. I'm like, don't call me. <laughs> Oh, oh, eat food. You know, this, this is like a child abuse claim oh waiting to happen. Right? Don't call my mom. I was like, don't call my mom. And like, she's still asking me what is wrong. Like, I don't want to tell her like I was fasting and all this stuff. And I, and I'm like, you know what? And she's like, do you have food with you? And I was like, yeah, I have, I remember my lunch that day, a tuna sandwich, a, a fruit cup and a juice box. Yo, I ate that sandwich. It's so humble. And, and a, a kid in my class dare come to me. Like, seriously, like, I actually still remember this. He's like, I thought you were fasting. I'm like, boy, if you don't get out of my face right now, I keep eating my lunch. I walked so slow home that day, I remember. I feel like I didn't was, even know about fasting. I like, if I knew about fasting, I would have fasted. I was just those kids, like, I really thought I could. But it was Islamic school, no. so everyone, like, Sis, I used to throw out my lunch every single day. I never I really, had food. Like, I used to go to Islamic school. My parents took me out because, you know, like, in Islamic school, we would be there for, like, the whole day and stuff versus like going to public school where yeah. I lived in the area and we'd come home for lunch. My mom took me out because I would never eat my food. I would throw it out. So someone <laughs> told me about fasting. Part of the fast. No, no, I didn't know about fasting. I'm telling you if I knew about fasting, I would have no, been I, on it so fast. I've seen it happening in my house, so I'm like, I need to do this too. No, the funny thing is my mom came to lunchtime the next day, guys. And literally there's a little window you can actually there's like a there's like a mirror you can see your kid in the lunchroom. Like, Hoya, look, I'm eating my lunch right now. Well, I'm not doing this. I used to throw out my food every day. I wasn't even fasting. If I was pretending like I if I was gonna insist on fasting, then I would have done that for real. I never ate food. I was so bad. I was actually like the most annoying child when it came to food. But yeah, you just weren't that aren't on your Yeah, and then when I actually started to like almost fast-ish, like when we went to the UAE, my mom would do that thing where we where we'd be like, wake us for up for suhoor, and then she would have would say yes with zero intention of yeah. ever waking us up for suhoor, and then we wake up yeah. in the morning pissed, and she'd be like, it's okay, have it now, and then you'll fast for the rest of the day. And it's us. 
Okay, you may. Wallahi, you can talk us to do anything. Like, Wallahi, my mom never had the intention of waking us up for suhoor. And she would literally, like, we'd be so pissed off, like, oh my gosh, we missed suhoor. What are we doing? Had to go eat right now and then fast. So excited. Yeah, your parents just give so you excited. food. You know, they give it at like, like 12. You're like, all right, one o'clock. All right, it's time for you to, time for your yeah, mom starts making you food. You and you're day. like, yay, half day, yeah. I took half day to like, Eat. A whole new level. I was like, nah, like this is, yo, my mom put the fear of God in me. When I saw her at school, I'm like, khalaf, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I'm like, mm, that's not going to be me. Eat my lunch like a good girl. What about you, Yasmin? Any interesting Ramadan stories you want to tell us? One time I fell asleep in sujood. <laughs> Wait, what? You guys, this was not that long ago. <laughs> this was in grade, in university. And I was praying beside my friend's mother and we were in sujood and I, it was tahajjud. So like, it wasn't taraweh. So yeah. it wasn't as bad, but it's still pretty bad. And again, I was like so tired. And like the dua during the sujood was like literally guys, maybe three minutes. And when you're a tired person and you're given like a That's carpet like, mm-hmm. and it was like smelling good, wallahi, I fell asleep guys. And like the way my friend's mom had to nudge me, like they all got off and I was still down. <laughs> For a while, I looked pious. Yeah, like, you're making more with du'a. I'm making du'a, right? <laughs> no, like, and then, like, my, my friend's mom was like, yeah, like, and I just had to, like, pray, even though I was like, I fell asleep, so does my prayer even count? Like, I don't know, it was just a mess. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I, you didn't really fall. But like, I did, didn't I fell sleep. asleep. In three minutes? I fell asleep. Okay. I was in REM sleep in three minutes. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Ramadan. Yeah. Ramadan. Um, Ramadan. Yeah, guys, so it's almost up for time for us. And um, yeah, so we gotta wrap it up. What are we gonna eat, guys? We need to figure that <laughs> Should out. Should we discuss this video? Yeah, because, you know, uh, it's gonna take us a little time to get there and then order. We have 30 minutes. Abayo, they don't need to know this. We need to go, actually. Yeah, we need to go. Anyways, um,. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Thank you, Aisha and Yasmin, for coming back for the second time. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. If you would like to continue the conversation, feel free to email us at abuanchronicles at gmail.com or add us on Twitter and Instagram at abuanpodcast. We also fixed our curious cat, so you don't have to have an account to send us messages there. So feel free to anonymously send us questions on there as well.